Hello everyone, welcome to Behind the Scenes in Health podcast. This podcast is a show where we are focused on finding out what happens behind the scenes in the healthcare industry. We focus on Nigeria, Africa and the diaspora. A lot of persons do not have an idea of the sheer grit and determination that goes on with building healthcare, starting from training in school to building healthcare businesses. My name is Ronald Kelechi, we are popularly known as Dr. Ron. I am a medical doctor with a postgraduate degree in clinical anatomy. I'm currently pursuing another in health informatics. I'm interested in healthcare technologies, innovation, informatics, and health content creation. By the side, I run MRI Medic, a company focused on helping healthcare companies tell their brand stories. Join me on the show as I interview and have chats with experts across the healthcare space including players in health technology, seasoned clinicians, finance experts, and healthcare professionals who have veered off the practice. It is my hope that with this podcast, we will shed light on some of these great areas and hopefully inspire the next generation of healthcare professionals, one conversation at a time. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Dr. Kemi, who is a medical journalist here in Nigeria, and she'll be sharing her experience about how she got into medical journalism, what are the skills we require to be able to function effectively as a medical journalist, the opportunities that lie in the industry, and the work-life balance, including salary scale and all of that. So stick around and enjoy the episode. think we're live now okay. just take like five seconds let me see <clears throat> all right i think we're live now so i think we can go so good evening everybody if you're watching welcome to another episode on the podcast and today we are with uh, dr kemi and we're kemi. going to be talking about the uh, sorry i said kemi, <laughs> kemi. with the and we're going to be talking about the uh, medical journalism you know all there is to medical journalism what it is uh how do we get into it how much does it pay where can we get resources and all of that so that's all we're going to be talking about today so without wasting time i'll just uh, start by asking dr kemi to introduce herself so let's meet you hi everybody good evening um like dr ron said my name is kemi <laughs> my name is kemi Uluwa Kemisola, actually and um, i'm a medical doctor and a journalist so I'm a medical journalist, and um, I am currently the managing editor for Medical Mirror and a freelance medical writer and medical editor. I think that's short enough. Well, I, I guess for now, okay. <laughs> we'll dig into, into the details. So what's medical journalism? You know, a lot of people keep asking, what is it? What's really medical journalism? Okay, so um, how I, I explain medical journalism is that I just say medical journalism is journalism just in the medical field. So the way there are different beats. So in journalism, we call, you know, the way in medicine, we have specialties and subspecialties. So we have something like that in journalism called beats. So Medical journalism is a bit, is a part of, it's like a, a subspecialty of journalism. So the way yeah. there is medicine, yeah, it's a subspecialty. So the way there is medicine and, you know, there is the large medicine, then there are now physicians, there are surgeons, and even among surgeons, you now have um general surgeons neurosurgeons so that's how med medical journalism is is a sub specialty is a is a niche is a bit in journalism and what is journalism journalism is basically gathering information synthesizing it you know making it readable making it comprehensible for the general public 
or depending on the audience. So journalism is basically gathering information and disseminating it in a structured way in the appropriate manner, basically. Okay, so is this the same thing as medical writing? Okay, so um, the difference between... Okay, it's not if you are a medical journalist, you're a medical writer, <laughs> but you can be a medical writer and not necessarily be a medical journalist. Ah, interesting. Okay, okay so... Sense. Yeah, so it's, there's that thin line between it. So it, the thing is, I can be a content writer, I can be a copywriter and not be a journalist. But if I'm a journalist, I'm a writer. I don't know if it makes sense. Yeah, it so does. journalism, yes, journalism is like the profession behind, beyond just writing, beyond just writing information or putting together articles, you are actually there is there is a there is there is more to the skill there is there is more to it so you know the way i just explain it you can be a writer and not a journalist but if you're a journalist you're, you're most likely a writer because yes as a journalist you're writing most of the time but yeah. different is the journalistic arm to it that is that rep event reporting news reporting activities reporting arm of it the professionalism of journalism Part of it that's just what differentiates it really so that probably means because we are healthcare people there's an obvious advantage in terms of being able to you know communicate in medical terms or i don't know exactly so you know the way um like i said earlier there are different beats and different parts to journalism you know there's sports journalism there is um, fashion journalism. There is um, there is uh, um, what's it called? Politics journalism. That's the way there is medical journalism. But another word that we usually you know use interchangeably is health journalism. But okay. I personally like to really say, if you're a medical journalist, it's still more specific than just saying health journalism, because anybody can be can be a health journalist but okay. i don't think everybody or anybody can be a medical journalist like i said journalism is 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 an art it's an art of you know gathering information selecting it processing it and pushing it out there disseminating it to the public so it from um, it being something beyond an art is where medicine comes in in the sense that Medical journalism is now beyond an art, it's also science. It's also science in the sense that because of that medicine element in the journalism, you have to be vast with some medical terminologies, medical yeah. processes, you know, medical ideas that it's only if you've actually gone through medical school or have some background medical knowledge, that's the only way you can be able to pass across that information. Like that popular saying, you can't give what you don't know. You can't, you can't, you can't tell a story of what you don't understand. And yeah, yes, and that is why we see that lapse where somebody calls is herself a health journalist and is trying to report something that's happening in the health sector. And if you're a doctor, you're listening to it, you're like, Nah, this person is just yearning. What's this person saying? It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. Even, it's not even making sense. But you know, the public might even just take it hook, line, and sinker. But you, that you're in medical profession, you know what this person is saying is nonsense. It's absolutely, yeah. nonsense. it's impossible. So yeah, that's 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 the fine line that medical journalism draws. That's why I said it's a subspecialty. So it's like journalism is the big bird. Health journalism is the specialty. Then medical journalism. Is a sub-specialty. So it's like, yes, it's like a niche. So it's you doing journalism, but from the medical professional point of view. So either you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're a pharmacist, but you are a, you are actually a, a, a medical personnel. Yeah, that's what makes it um, medical journalism. So it's that, it's that element of medicine, of the medicine science in journalism. That's what gives it that, you know, that's... <laughs> difference <laughs> so if if i was going to you know consider this as a career is that possible is this uh, okay? yeah, it's a hustle or full-time job it is oh it is a full house <laughs> i said full house <laughs> it is a full job actually just the way being a journalist is a full job again being a medical journalist is 
being a journalist, but with a subspecialty in things that relates to medicine and healthcare. Okay. So depending on, on on how much you want to be vast in it, it would determine how much you want to, how much time you want to really invest in it. But if you're taking it up like a journalism job, it's a full-time job. Like the people that report on TBC, BBC, and all of yeah. those, all those news. Yes, it's, it's full-time. Like I said, medical journalism is just like journalism. It's like sport journalism. It's like fashion journalism. It's just that this is, is niched for medicine and health related matters and as journalism now has different branch there's the print journalism that's newspapers magazine and all of those there's the broadcast that's the tv radio there is photo yeah. journalism you know there is multimedia all the same aspect also applies to medical journalism in the sense that medical journalism you can be in the print aspect of it there's all those people that write either um, journals medical magazines and all of those you can be in the broadcast aspect of it people that talk about health on tv on radio you know okay. i don't know if you're allowed to cite examples but there are examples of just medically medical medical um, TV programs, TV events that are run by journalists, you know, then there is photojournalism. So photojournalism, for example, your Kitmo. I like to say Kitmo was a photojournalist, a photo medical journalist. Yeah. Okay. Somebody like somebody like that. Now, not Kitmo in Kitmo sense, like, but people that maybe they are present in surgeries or in hospitals to take pictures of happenings and events, you know, Mm -hmm. A random photojournalist could do that, but if the person was a photo medical journalist, it's it's better because the person is able to fit better into the environment. The person has the basic understanding of positioning, supine, pro. You, do you understand? Yeah, all these medical terms. Good. So the person is able to bring it more into perspective. Unlike if just somebody that's just a photojournalist is doing it. Do you understand? Yeah, For example, I get, I get. If, if if a surgery is going on now and they need it documented and they get a photojournalist, if they just get a random photojournalist, maybe the guy just gets in and is just taking pictures, probably he'll be more interested in the aesthetics and will be taking pictures of the hands, focusing on the hands of the surgeons and yeah. the But if you are a photomedical journalist, you know that what you want to be focusing on is actually the cavity. You want to be focusing on on the tissue. On, do you understand? So that's that's the, that's the peck that being a medical journalist gives. Like gives, you said, right? specialty. So it so has different parts to it as well. Okay. So are there any special skills I'll probably need to learn if I wake up tomorrow? Say, okay, I want to become a medical journalist. I mean, how do I get started? Well, the regular skills for journalism is the regular skills that applies in medical journalism, just also with the bits of the, the ethics of the medical profession. So I used to say that me being a medical journalist is me being double of a doctor, double of a journalist, because funnily enough, the code of ethics of journalism is almost similar <laughs> to the code of um conduct and ethics of being a medical doctor. Ah, I see. Yes, actually. You know, as doctors, there's conf confidentiality. You know, you have to be confidential. You have you have to, mal maleficence, that is, do no harm. You have to be benevolent. You have to be, um, you have to be professional. The ethics for journalism is also nearly the same thing. You, you have to be fair. It's called accuracy, fairness, balance, objectivity, and truthfulness, and also maintaining professionalism. So the way there are ethics and code of conduct in medicine is the way there are ethics and code of conduct in journalism. So the skills or the way you have to act as a medical journalist is not just combining the two together and working according to the ethics. But okay. the other skill you would need as a medical journalist is every other skill a normal journalist would need. But yours will now be with the perks of the skills in medicine as well. For example, as a medical journalist now, if I'm to take an interview, so some of the skills you need as a journalist, really, your interviewing skills, writing okay. skills, communication skills, you have to be an excellent communicator, you know, your communicating skills, editing skills, and all of those, wow. and all of, and that. 
you have to you know be know how to be able to make news out of events because that's another thing it's not the way i can sit so back when i was in basic journalism campus journalism my editor then will always say that there is news in everything around you in everything happening you can always make a news or write a news from it. it yes depending on how you see it or how you are able to make that happen as funny as it sounds one of the skills you need as a medical journalist again to be able to make news because we find that people do not pay as is it that they don't pay as much attention to the medical sector now or the healthcare field, especially in our country, Nigeria. So they don't really, how do I explain? They don't really um, appropriate any importance to actually paying attention and dedicating somebody to actually report their events. It's yeah, just one of yeah. it's just it's just how do I explain? It's just one of those things that just happens. So because of that, you have to be conscious to be able to pick out news to be able to make out news from those from and funny thing is there are a lot of things happening at the same time uh, so you yeah. have to be you have to have that that's that um acumen that's that that's um what's what's the word i'm looking for now you have to be able to to be able to pick and streamline and know that okay so you have to be able to have that sharp high to be able to pick out the news in whatever event or activity you want to report to be able to have the eye for detail. I think that's I think that's the word. Have eye for detail. So skills you need as a medical journalism, as a medical journalist, pardon me, is your regular writing skills, interviewing skills, eye for detail, proofreading, editing, communicating skills. You know, researching. Again, like I said, beyond journalism being an art, being a medical journalist makes you both a scientist and an artist. So. Beyond just reporting yeses, you know, in journalism is, oh, this person said, that person said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of the five Ws and H, that is who, what, where, why. Beyond all of those, you still have to have evidence, scientific evidence, such as research to, you know, back up whatever it is you're writing. Yeah. So you need some form of researching skills. That's just the point too. You need some form of researching skills and investigative skills too as a medical journalist. So again, you need regular writing, editing, interviewing, communicating, researching skills, very fine, high for detail, investigating skills. Basically, I think if you have all of those, you would, you would, you'll be able to scale through. Okay, so I mean, I mean, going back to the skills again uh, for people who are watching, are there any places it might look like it's a lot, you know, because typically healthcare people, I mean, it's not like I do a lot of writing, so <laughs> I don't get to edit, now it's just to see patients and all of that. So, are there places where you can take courses or any platforms to pick these skills? Okay, so as much as this will sound funny or somehow, you as doctors actually, as doctors, if you went to medical school, you're actually a good writer, whether you like it or not. Because the art, the art of documenting, if you learn it properly and you do it well, it actually helps. Personally, I used to say it, one of the places I picked my journalism skill was from documentation. So back when I was still in the clinical field and, you know, if I document and the nurses read it, they say, even before they see the name and the signature, they, they know the person that's documented that this way. Yes. So as much as it sounds funny or vague or somehow, but if you actually pay attention or you put your mind to just your clinical documentations or your clerkship from med school, as far as med school, or writing your essay, you would actually pick up the writing skills you need that that would help you. Then now moving up to courses. So I, I have a background in journalism because right from when I was in med school, I, I, was, I was a campus journalist. So I actually have a proper core background in journalism. Okay. So I was just so I just along the line I just merged it with medicine. You get so what I what I like to tell people is 
take the basics course, the basics of journalism. So it's like the way, if you want to be a doctor, again, I like this analogy, You everybody goes to medical school. Then after you've gone to medical school, you come out and you now start picking, oh, I want to do my residency, I want to do my residency. Yeah. So to learn about medical journalism, first of all, take courses, basic courses on basic journalism first. So there you learn the five Ws and H, you learn how to structure reports, you learn what to say, what's, what not to say, how to say it, what to use, what not to use it, you know, how the sensitivity, you learn how to be objective, you learn how to report without ambiguity and all of those. Then after you've learned basic journalism now, for places where you can get resources to learn to now be a medical journalist, unfortunately, there is not there is not a lot of places because I don't know, medical journalism is not like I said, it's not it's not an it's not an upcoming niche. It's it has always been there. It's just that people, like I said, it's not really paid attention to, you know. But some of the places that have helped me in the, in, in a while are like um, platforms like. Um, Medical Journalism Association. I think that's the UK Association for Medical Journalists. Right, Medical right. Journalists Association. That's MJA. If you go through their website, they have like a session on how to become a, a health journalist. Then also you can get resources from American Medical Writers Association. So, you know, although they call as uh, medical communicators, okay. you know. Either medical writer, medical journalist, medical communicators, you can use all of these words interchangeably. You get to say you can get resources from American Medical Writers Association, you can get it from Medical Journalist Association. At least those are the two international what I know of at the moment. Then recently, um, there is this school in Ghana. Um, the medical school in Ghana also introduced their um also introduced um, medical journalism as part of their course i want to i want to be sure of the exact medical school now um sorry okay. let me get that that sounds yeah. interesting yes so that's the k and i think the knust school of medicine and dentistry they launched it re much earlier this year because i saw it and i was also trying to ask that oh is it is it a standalone course or something but they, they were like no it's something that they maybe they they, they teach them along they teach them while in medical school so they so take it's it part of the curriculum yes but i don't think is i don't think it's compulsory for everybody i think if you want to then you do it so i don't know how other people run their stuff but if you're a medical student and you're watching this one thing you can look you can you can think of is while you're doing your electives in medical school so the medical school i went to in one of our clinical years we go for electives you can look at this school as a possible, if you're interested in medical journalist, journalism, that is, you can look at this school as one of the places to go to. And since it's just in Ghana, you get, it's not, it's not so far away, instead of just sitting the time at home and, you know, take the course. I think it's, this course is, is for about three to six months, but I'm sure there can be a way to, to crash it if they know that you are just here for electives and for the main time. So yeah, so so far those those are the places I get my um, resource from, and like I said, because I've 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 gone through the process of being a journalist, campus journalist, so I've been able to like you know get some of this knowledge and skills over time, and sub specializing is just it makes things easy for me. Well, yeah, right. But subsequently, we hope to you know make things better and <laughs> and maybe create create more learning platform especially as it pertains to our own um climb because all these places i've mentioned now they're in the uk america so so i was even going to ask there is no like here in nigeria no local, <laughs> local. let me make you laugh so you know in the in the advent of you know covid19 dogged up a lot of issues and you know during COVID-19, where it was supposed to even be the medical journalist that was, you know, that was in and out of things, you you really did not see any. Anyways, don't let me point fingers because I'm also part of them. But then I was busy. I was I was actually busy. I was working with poor health, so I was I was really busy with work and stuff. Okay. But do you know that as much as COVID-19 was the odd topic, and ideally it should be health journalists or medical journalists 
handling it and reporting issues surrounding it. Mm -hmm. For almost all the awards that was given later, like later on, maybe last year, earlier this year, concerning reporting from COVID-19, not any of them had a category for health journalism. Wow. So say medical journalism. Wow. Not one, not any. But anyways, I know recently, what's it called? Um, Nigerian Health Watch. Okay. Really coming up. They're really doing a lot. Although theirs is more of just health journalism and they're they are more of, how to explain it now? They're into health journalism, but they're just more of covering just basic community health stuff, not in-depth, in-depth into the medical field. Mm -hmm. So like I said, they are more just, they are broadly just health journalism. Nigeria, um, Nigeria Health Watch too, they are trying. But aside that, aside Nigeria Health Watch, and maybe every other local newspaper um, organization or news publishing organization, just having that small niche for health, health and something. And, but, um, and if you look at it sometimes, safe, it's not even doctors that are writing, it's not even medical personnel that are writing. You read some things and you are, and you are bothered like, wow, what am I reading? You get... Where is this coming from? There is, yeah, there is really... Mm -mm, there is no... Locally, I've not seen any. As, aside from Nigeria Elbow, but Nigeria Health Watch, like I said, is a general health organization. I've not really seen any. Mm -mm. That's really sad. <laughs> that's I've not really seen sad. any. Okay, that's that's interesting. Though, so in terms of um, who can I work for? Okay, who, so who will employ me? Who will employ you? Yes. The thing about you know the way journalists are uh what's the called now the way the way you can be a journalist and you can be a freelance journalist or you can be a journalist associated with a, a press house or a broadcasting house or something yeah. because like I said earlier again, medical journalism is something that is not it's not like it's specially paid attention to it's just something by the side, at least currently in Nigeria. There is not there is not that employment path as a medical journalist. But the joy to it is that as a freelance, you can be working with different organizations at different times. So on who can you work with? Actually, you can work anywhere, everywhere. So far, there's some form of writing being done, documentation being done, reporting being done, and all of those. Me, I work with non-governmental organization, private um, researchers, and all of those. Like anybody that has any activity that needs to be reported, okay, can work. You can work there. Interesting. So, even the freelance now, how is how easy is it to you know get freelance jobs? Anyways, so it's. For, okay, let me use myself as an example. Let me use myself as reference. Getting job, again, it depends on how much work or how much, how, so getting job like getting job anywhere is you can't just sit down and expect job to come and meet you. Is how, how much of your work people have seen that will make them want to give you their job or will make them refer your services to someone. So on getting job, just one thing I just I, I I need to put out is there's always that job. There's always that opportunity for some. No, for there's always that that need where somebody needs somebody to write for them or make a report for them or yeah. or, or write something for them. There's always that need. It's just for you to be able to connect with that audience. So, like I said, is put out the word, publicize yourself, attach yourself to maybe. An organization or or a group of people that are doing that so that if such opportunity comes up in your circle then they think of you for example myself what i do is okay so i'm the managing um, editor for medical mirror that's a medical journalism outfit and because people know me as that if they have anything relating to writing reporting whatever you know if i'm in their circle of contact or influence or whatever 
I come to mind first because I've, I've over time I've created that awareness. Over time I've created that impression. Oh, and over time, some of them have tried our services and they 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 liked what they got. So the ease on getting job, the market is there. It's just you placing yourself in strategic positions to be able to connect or be able to be accessed by those people that need the services. I don't know if it makes sense. So places are like networking. That, yeah, network, that's word, networking. And putting yourself in the circle of people that you think would need your services. For example, I ensure that I'm active on all of our, most of our doctor's platform, you know, healthcare provider platforms, you know, mm -hmm. attend conferences, attend meetings, attend seminars, and don't keep quiet about what you do. And also affiliate yourself, you know, networking and putting yourself out there until you're able to like make a name for yourself. And another thing I learned right from when we were in medical school was have a card. It's not expensive. Some people think making a business card or something is expensive. It's not expensive. You don't have to make the posh, posh own. You can just, you can use Simple uh, basic card now. Yeah, simple basic card. Just put your name, freelance medical writer, your phone number, your email. Just it's just something short. Can't cost you more than five thousand naira. If you go to all those conferences and meetings, I see somebody that uh, this person looks like somebody that might need my service. You exchange it. You know that even puts you. Uh, if you have a card and say, oh, "Can I drop you my card? Can I exchange cards with you?" They look at you like this person knows what this person is doing, but it's all packaging mm -hmm. and it's all networking. So mm -hmm. I don't think that again. Don't think that because you're a medical student, you don't need or you can't. No, 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 no. This this thing I'm teaching you, we learned from when we medical school. So, you know, it's not, it's the earlier you start, the better. The only reason why I've been able to, you know, clearly, the only reason why I am able to have a clear part of what I'm doing at this point now is because I've, I've started, I started way earlier. I started writing, I started journalism in 2012, in 2012 or 2013. This is 10 years later. So the earlier you start, the better so don't think oh like not now later don't procrastinate start now <laughs> that's interesting yeah. then uh, another thing came to mind while you were speaking you know like in certain industries let's say for example in tech industry uh like i do websites by the side so when you're looking for clients they're like okay what have you done can we see your portfolio and you probably send them a link or something. So looking at medical journalism now, how how easy is it to like build a portfolio? <laughs> this building of portfolio, I'm also guilty. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't learn this on time. Like I didn't get to know about the something we call portfolios, maybe last year or something. I'll really be frank and say. And like I said, I've been writing for for a long while. And, but fortunately for me, the only place, because I, I used to write for Unilag News at some point. So I, I have like that, I have that barrage of articles so that if they say, oh, send us link of what you've done, I can easily type yeah. my name on the website and it, it, it creates a link of all the articles that I have written. That's one way. Okay. But I think now that we know that the world is really evolving and there's something called portfolio, I think for every article you write, although some of those articles, because they are really non-disclosure, mean that once some some of some of the articles you might write, you might not write them by your name. How to explain it? You might be writing them for somebody else. So you can't really show them as your work. Take the credit, yeah. Yes. But for those ones that you are able to take the credit, maybe uh maybe are written on maybe open websites and all of those always save the link or save the article on a on a document so have a document so that is easy for you so don't lose track and another thing you can do is as much i, I know it sounds somehow but another way i've been able to like create a path is you can decide to write for volunteer to write for some health journalism website ah, or um, blog again because if i'd if, if I, I, like i'm saying if i've written 100 articles today 60 of those articles i can't take credit for them but i actually wrote them 
you wrote them yeah yeah but i can't take credit for them so if, if i want if i want to show that, that as my work i i can't i can't okay i can't i, can't, I wrote this team no but somebody else is, you, do you understand that kind of thing yes yeah but the way i've been able to boost um to boost um to boost visibility or boost a track record of my work that are opened is writing for maybe associations, organizations, non-governmental organization. So I write for some of our medical associations. I, I volunteer to be on their editorial team. I I volunteer to be on their on their writing. Do you understand? Just you can volunteer yourself so that as you're writing to make money on one side that you cannot take credit for, you're also writing on one side that can show a track record of your work. For instance, I was I was I I I volunteered to be the editor for the biennial magazine for medical women. So we did a magazine, Amazon's in medicine. That's M1. Yeah. Okay. Amazon's in medicine. And you know, it was really a beautiful work. And I'm glad I did it as a volunteer because at least that can serve as something. So if they ask me, so what have you done? I can easily share that link. And the person can look at it and say, oh, okay, oh, okay, this is nice. So, like I said, building portfolio can be dicey, especially for those of us that, that mix medical writing, freelance medical writing with medical journalism, you know, because you are, you are writing sometimes and you really cannot take credit for it or you are writing for, or you are writing for um, specific organizations that, once you write it, it's like a non-disclosure. Once you write it, you write it for them. You can't really point to it as, as your property anymore. You get mm -hmm. so another way you can show a track record is to volunteer to write for organizations, um, websites, publications, journals, and all of those. It, it also helps to like you know at least that one you can write it. It's me. I wrote it, and nobody will say you didn't write it. So yeah. That's one way to build portfolio and keep a track record. Every time you get a work published, save the link somewhere. If it's possible, do a PDF of it. And keep somewhere. Keep it. Yes, really. And keep it somewhere. Have a Google Drive where you're like saving everything. So if they if they just ask you for portfolio, it's easier to just send the link of the Google Drive and the person can access, can look through all of it. Okay, interesting. Um, so I think this is the part that even interests me most. So how lucrative can it be? And I'm sure people that are watching too will be curious to <laughs> find out how lucrative writing is. I mean, if you're watching, if you've got any questions, please drop them in the comment section. I will take it from here. So how rich can I be from writing? Well, you can be as rich as you want to be. <laughs> that I think that's the, that's the best answer. So because people charge for their services differently, but just to know that if you're you know offering service, providing service, like I used to say, is different from buying and selling. Yeah, yeah, providing service. There is no cap to it in the sense that Mister A can charge for the service. You can say you collect ten naira for a service. Mr. B says, I'll collect 20 Naira for the same service. Mm. Mr. C says, I'll, I'll collect 5 Naira for the same service. So you put, you, put, you put the price on your service. You put the price on your skill. You put this price on your time. It's just how, how much you think your time, your energy, your skill is worth. It's so worth. you can be as rich as you want to be from medical writing. So I think... For me, I, I mean, I'm not very curious about the numbers, really. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just to be able to be sure or that certainty that, okay, at least I can pay my house rent, I can pay my bills. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Especially if you are now... Okay, so again, because of outside Nigeria, being a medical writer or a medical journalist is actually a job that you are employed for and you are paid salary monthly. So when I was saying that, oh, you might not necessarily have like a, a TVC or a BBC to work in, mm -hmm. I wasn't talking about other senior climbs. So I was yeah. talking about okay. Nigeria setting. But outside Nigeria, being a medical writer, medical editor, you can earn as much as 150,000 
dollars annually. It's wow. actually a very it's a high paying job outside That's Nigeria. Yeah, in the UK, if if you're just even just a, a entry or an entry level medical writer, you you'll be getting up to 35, 40,000 GP pounds annually. So that means it's serious business then. No, it's, it is it is serious business. Just that you need to for for outside Nigeria, maybe there's some certifications that might boost your your application, but they're actually not compulsory. So far, you're just able to show that oh, you can do the medical writing. You have you have a track record. You understand the rudimentaries and all of those. Mm -hmm. Why not? And yes, yeah, talking about courses, there are some courses on LinkedIn, or I think um, Udemy also offers some courses on okay. medical writing. Again, we're talking about medical journalism, but like I said, it's medical journalism and medical writing is like side by side, just side that. Side type of yeah, it's side by side. So for medical writing, there are courses on Udemy that you can actually take, you know, and um, you might they might need you to have some basic understanding of drug regulation, all of but all those can even be learned on the job. All those are not, they're not. Um, there are not things that should bother or deter you. Those ones will even be learned on the job. Okay. So medical writing is it's a big thriving <laughs> business out there. Right? Yes, medical writing is is diverse, diverse in the sense that you can be you can actually be anywhere in any specialty. You can be in clinical trials. You can be in pharmaceuticals. You can be in the in the research journal space. You can be in public health. Like you can't, you, it's diverse. You can be anywhere. Interesting. Then, in terms of work life balance, what does it look like? Ah, it's nice. So, okay. It's actually nice in the sense that you, <laughs> as a medical writer, you, you probably would do most of your work from, your, from home, except maybe places where you it's compulsory for you to show your face. Okay. Yeah. But even when you when I, when I why I post is that sometimes can even be at home and you be staring at your laptop <laughs> for the whole day. But work life balance, I think it affords it, it gives you that it's it's actually gives you the work life balance because you, although you're doing a lot of intellectual work, thinking, trying to trying to write things in the most appropriate, most mm -hmm. comprehensible way, but mm -hmm. it's not like clinical practice that you be going on call or something. Medical writing is 8 to 4. Is 8 to 4 is 8 to 4. If you have a something to write and you have a deadline, a deadline is a deadline. But aside that, okay. Yeah, there's no emergency. There's no emergency. There is no there's no brain drain. If you're tired of it, you say you're not doing it again. <laughs> you go. There's no blood, no baby to cut. You get it's just you reading and consuming a lot of articles. It's just you attending events, you know, being at places, you know, just having eyes and ears and nose for news. Yes. Having eyes, ears, and nose for news. That's how my boss would say, say, you must have nose for news. You must be able to sniff news out of wherever it is, from every corner and crevices. <laughs> you must be very curious. Yes, you must ask questions. You know, when you see things that people are either not talking about, but you ask, why is that that? Why? Why? Ask. You know, you must be able to, to question the... What's that? There's, the, there's a phrase I'm looking for. You must be able to... to you know, like question the norm, like question not the norm now. Question what's going on, like why is this like this? Why is it being done this way? Because journalism, you know, is the fourth state of the realm, it's the fourth state of the realm, meaning that it's like the fourth arm of government. It's supposed to be like that check and balance for the other three arm. You know, the way there is judiciary, executive, and legislature. Mm -hmm. The legislative. So journalism is meant to be the fourth. So they call it the fourth state of the realm, like. It's supposed to be the the check and balance so that they ask questions so that whatever is going on up there they say it for the world to see whatever the world is saying to they say it for them to hear and check and balance so basically so I, I think it's good hearing from somebody who is in that space you know there was a video i did the other day 
where I was talking about other alternative careers, you know, doctors who are tired of um, practice. Alternative. Yeah. Looking for something else to do, you know. I mean, journalism came to mind. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were now asking me, okay, do you know anybody who is doing this? I was like, ah, is there abroad people I know? I don't know the Nigerian people and all of that. So, but it's good to, you know, actually hear and see from someone yeah. who in that space. And I think it's a bit reassuring too, to hear that thing. Yeah, it's a good profession. It's interesting. I think I like the remote parts. Yeah, it's, it's basically remote. Okay, so except for the part that you want to do like an investigative story. So, you know, why people might be skeptical about journal? Like I said, beyond medical writing, medical journalism is actually journalism. Like beyond medical writing, you are actually also a journalist in the sense that, for example, maybe something is happening and if something is happening or brewing in the healthcare industry, you want to like poke your nose into it and be like, what's happening? What's going on? Maybe there's a new innovation. Maybe somebody, maybe they allocated money to a particular hospital and they say they chopped it. Do you understand? Although being a medical journalist, you know, it's for real. There are a lot of stories that sometimes you write and people start raising eyebrows like this. Or before you write it, you'll be like, especially if you're in the, if you're in residency, if I can't see this one now, would they, would, they, would, they make, would they let me pass part two like this? <laughs> So, you know, there is that caution, there's that precautionary measure and that, preca that, that precautionary tail that keeps ringing at the back of your head that, you know, you have to also be careful. But I like to say that if we don't, if we don't, um, if we don't, if we don't monitor and evaluate, if we don't ask questions, if we don't bring things to open lights, we will not we will not progress in a lot of things mm -hmm. because I think the the ruts in which the medical sector and the healthcare sector in Nigeria has found itself today is is largely attributed or is largely rooted in the secrecy that is hoarding the association. I know they like to say that the medical profession or medical practice is is a cult, but I think that the world has really evolved to the stage where if somebody is doing something wrongly or something is happening, you should be able to question it. You should be able to hold people accountable. Like, you should, we, should, we should be able to say, oh, all this money that MDCN is collecting, where is it going to? Is that part oh, of the journalism? This guy's going to be for now. <laughs> well, you know... That's just that's that that's why I said that beyond medical writing, medical journalism is actually journalism, but just in the med medical healthcare professional space. So that, that reminds me of something, you know. Like I, I also keep saying, I mean, like hospitals in Nigeria here, uh, a lot of them are doing good stuff, you know. Yeah, those who are doing groundbreaking surgeries and all of that, but we don't hear about outside. Yes. We don't see it again like i said this you know this is just talking about what you need if is if if you're delving into the parts and pieces of it so like i said medical journalism for okay let me use medical mirror as an example now so medical mirror what we do is that we our mantra is we tell the stories of the medical professionals we uncover the ills we celebrate the wins that's our mantra. We celebrate the wins in the sense that there is we there is this um, interview series that we do with people that we we see that that we know or we or that we find that are doing things or they're in different spaces. You know, we interview MDs of maybe private institutions, okay. public organizations. You know, you interview different people, and it's not just doctors. Now, again, the medical field is not only is wide so we've interviewed medical lab scientists pharmacists we're currently running an interview with a physiotherapist you know and people in different places in the ministry in the teaching hospital in private sector in in academia you know so 
in celebrating the eels and when you know when we do all of these interviews to we try to report on events or activities or groundbreaking things that are being done in those places as well that people don't get to know about like as much as we think that our health sector is totally done for there are procedures that we do here that people don't believe or people do not have the idea that it can be done in nigeria well it's actually been done in nigeria mm -hmm. uh, but the problem is nobody's talking about nobody's writing about it nobody's documenting it and putting it out there for them and those professors and those consultants oh right yeah and they, they don't even think it's important so again those have its parts and pieces of medical journalism when you decide that you want to get into the field then you can decide the struggle you want to pick <laughs> because it's a it's a wide struggle that has been left to the to to the abyss that's just yeah possible. it's a large shock that's been left to the abyss we can only do as much as we can do at least the, the series one thing that i ensure is i do interviews with with you know different peoples from different fields you know to talk about what they do the successes in their facilities and all of those we also report events that is events that you know where where things are happening we also Right on different things actually, different things, different things. So when you decide to get into the field, then you you decide the struggle you want to come out picking the medical journalism to yourself. All right. So that sounds um very insightful. Mm. I think I'm not interested myself, just that uh, I have a lot on my table. I can't even yeah. <sighs> I can't even begin to don't worry anytime you're ready we're here for you if you if you want to look into the cmds that are embezzling money for student investigative journalism like fisayo oh, like fisayo or david or david <laughs> don't worry just do it we're here we're here to help you put it out there i'm just trying to check if there are any questions from people who are watching some people are watching from twitter some people are watching from youtube Oh, nice. You can drop your questions in the chat section or you can quote this live tweet so that uh, we'll take your questions. Thank you. Refresh my page. So are there opportunities for mentorship? Can we come and learn from you? Hmm? <laughs> Is that a question for me? <laughs> yeah, it's for you. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. The, the opportunities for mentorship, of course, everywhere, there's always opportunity for mentorship, really. So your DM is open, Abby? Definitely. You're open to mentoring people. You're open for you to come and learn. At least most of the people that work with me at the moment at Medical Mirror, okay. they're 80% medical students. Ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. And not just from Lagos. I have somebody from Ubemsa. I have okay. uh, somebody from Benue State. I have from Union Lawrence Teaching Hospital. You know, we just have people from different places. Somebody from Oyo State. Somebody from people in different places. They're 80% medical students. Then I have doctors, then I have non-medics, but I in the, like, the science field, I have an anatomist at the moment with me. Okay. Yeah, then so I you have- you actually have a pretty diverse set of people who are working Yes, yes. Yeah. Then I have dentists, I have doctors, I have, nurses i think i have like two nurses yeah i have two nurses what's the process is there any email we can write to to apply yeah, yeah i think i dropped it um what do i share okay I'll, i think i'll send that to you drop it on the chat so that I just put it on the screen uh, how, do get, how do i get to that chat bye private chat yeah let me yes don't you fail to just... have you seen the chat i'm coming please one moment i'm trying to get All a right. link 
You want to think? Okay, yes, I've seen it. Okay. Well, just put it on the on the screen. Let me see. So that's a link, right? Yeah, that's a link to like the post on Instagram, on our Instagram page. Okay, so if you guys are watching, here's the link to how you can get in touch with them. Probably you want to be mentored or you want to learn how to write, medical writing, journalism, and all of that. So you can reach them through this IG link. Let me see. I think I'll still retain it in the comment section so that uh, anybody who's coming back to watch can always uh, see it and use it. Let's see yeah so check in if there is any other question i can't see any other one uh, let me see so any final words for those who are thinking of coming into medical journalism hmm. well we need more medical journalists that's that's certain because a lot of things go on in the medical fields that just go, just go undiscussed, unknown, no lessons learned from it, no solutions preferred for them. They just happen and they just, they just go into obscurity. So yeah. we need more medical journalists. We need your inputs. And medical journalism is a very, very interesting field because it combines medicine, and journalism and because it's 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 a niche or a specialty that not so many people are in trust me you'll thrive in it you just need to put your mind to it you don't even have to do so much you know like if you wanted to go into sport journalism or fashion journalism or <laughs> or politics journalism that you'll be um you'll be, you'll be dragging the space with them ruben abati and co you know, medical journalism is it's just it's that feel it's just that field that is just open there and just I would say neglected. Even COVID nineteen didn't hopefully, learn. Hopefully more people will yeah, hopefully. Space. hopefully. So you can do it and don't don't be scared that I don't know how to write. Mm -mm. An average <laughs> an average an average medical student is a great writer. If you're not a great writer, there's no way you would have written your essays in medical school. Yeah. You're clicking and, you're, and you can write out your clicking. Presenting and all of that. And present. You're a great writer. So that's a lot of transferable skills, really. Yes. You, you know, as much as we don't like to, to, to give credits, going to medical school actually imbibed a lot of skills in us. One of it is writing, documenting, documentation. Yeah. If you actually learned it well, you you don't you you are good to go, actually. All right, thank you so much. It's been an uh, interesting almost one hour talking oh, with you. Actually, yeah, we leave no time has gone. I just look at the timer, right? So mm -hmm. if you're watching, uh, we've just been talking about medical journalism. Uh, how to get into it, the benefits, the upsides, downsides, and how um, it's still a virgin area in the healthcare space. So we're still looking for more persons to come and join uh, the medical journalist and um, can actually make a career out of it, just like Emmy is doing. So yeah, that's it. In case you missed it, you can always come back to watch the video always here on the youtube channel so once again thank you kemi for sparing your precious time to come thank and talk you. to us thank <laughs> you for having me you know also discussing has helped me to to rethink and get some ideas in my head right 
<laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Until we come your way again next week. Bye for now. It's been an amazing one hour talking to Dr. Kemi about everything medical journalism. And I'm sure you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed talking about medical journalism and all there is to it. So, I mean, if you've been looking for the sign to venture into medical journalism from pure clinical practice and all of that, I guess this is a sign for you to you know, go ahead. The industry is still virgin. Uh, a lot of opportunities there and it's as lucrative as well in addition to giving you the flexibility of remote work and probably have more family time so yeah uh that's it on today's episode and uh, like i usually say stay safe stay uh, uh blessed and have a beautiful week until we come your way next episode i still remain your host dr ron and please don't forget to share the podcast your friends your family your colleagues so that every other person can also enjoy the beautiful information we share on this numerous episodes we post here until i come again bye for now <laughs>